Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is uh, the H&J Daily Podcast, live from the World Cup. We've uh, wrapped things up in O'Sullivan's pub in Sochi this afternoon uh, with our final show here. So what was in it? What are we going to put in the podcast? Well, we started with where we left you from yesterday. That was the opening part of us. Then we had uh, some quite fun stuff about the lift in our hotel. You did your, one of your classic anecdotes about Myrtle Beach. Of course, you'll hear our trip to Stalin, Stalin's summer house. Yeah, that was good stuff. We had a couple of guests as well, didn't we? Tim, Tim Vine was here, so he... Uh, it was uh, on good form. Uh, we discovered that Cheltenham has been twinned with Sochi. You heard all about that. Uh, Steve Freeth, of course, his TV format. Tinsel the Turkey. Moose was gone good form with his unwanted Vox Pops. Uh, we did a little bit with Adrian. He took us to task. And that was about it, really. That was it. Loads of stuff. Here it is. <laughs> Four minutes past ten with you in the UK, four minutes past midday here in Sochi, and uh, let's stick with UK time. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, everyone. And uh, what I've decided to do is go chronological. Okay. Because what happened lo- yesterday? I've got loads of notes, and I'll, I'll be dipping into them throughout the show, but I, we'll, go, we'll take you back from after we left the show yesterday. Okay, and right. We went back to the hotel to drop our bags off in a black car, yeah. and uh, I dropped my bag off. When I came back in, I tried to get in a white taxi. Yeah. Don't quite a little senior moment, Andy. <laughs> not, not the first or last. Sitting in the, David's sitting in the black car. He can see me doing it. He thinks I'm bonkers yeah and well, he's we, right next to our hotel we've got the space shuttle mm. which is you know and i said is it the real one he said no it's made of matchsticks yeah it could be someone coming well it, it's it's obviously there's some, they've got a few of them i don't know if it's a replica or one that actually went up but it's just sitting outside it's a massive kind of, isn't it outside a gas prom yeah, yeah for some and, reason uh, i went in there to pay me bill yeah, quite I mean, it takes a lot of gas, I would imagine. <laughs> you you can probably feel, it's so cheap here, as we've discovered, <laughs> about 50p a gallon. Not a litre, folks, a gallon. Yeah. That you could probably fill up the space shuttle for about eight quid, couldn't you? <laughs> probably right, yeah. Uh, lovely lunch by the sea yesterday, only spoiled by the Grob family playing football right in front of us. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. But it was a very interesting meal, but this has never happened to me in a restaurant. It was quite garlicky, wasn't it? The old spinach, but garlicky. Yeah. And when the bill came, it came with three sticks of gum. I know it was a hint or something. Really, yeah. I've never seen that before. No, that was weird. And uh, we played the menu lottery game. You, know, you choose something and they, they haven't got it. We call it Got Not Got. Yeah, Got Not Got. It's, a, it's a, a bit of a Russian thing. They put lots and lots of put things on the menu and then you order it and they say, no, we haven't got that. And you and say, well, I'll have that instead. And they say, we haven't got that. Well, look, let's work on the basis of what you have got. The other thing they like to do here, which yeah. is quite quirky, yeah. is give you food in, in 100 grams. So like yesterday, yeah, yeah. we ordered a bit of fish. And it, it, you get a price there for 100 grams, and you think, well, that's not... 
and then they say, oh, minimum order 300 grand. <laughs> yeah. Well, why not put, then, the actual price of 300 <laughs> yeah, grand? Well, the fact, multiply it three <laughs> yeah, times. It's a few quirks. A little bit quirky. We, uh, we came back to O'Sullivan's pub to uh, watch the game, and I thought Infantino looked so bored. He looked yeah. like he wanted to get back to his room to watch Torquay's end-of-season video. He's always sandwiched. His He's always sandwiched between uh, kind of... Li- the presidents or yeah, the important yeah. people from both countries. So politically, he's in a difficult situation. He has to keep commiserating with one. He has to have his arm round the shoulder. <laughs> of the person who's So losing. he must constantly look round with a sad face and turn the other bloke and start punching the <laughs> like air. Like Tommy Cooper. Yeah, it must be like the half-and-half half outfits. Yeah, happy and sad face. Can't be easy. Although last night, we, we're fairly certain that he pressed the button, didn't he, that went through the bar <laughs> yes. officials and he said, I think you find that's not a red card for Cristiano Ronaldo. He will have a he will have a bat phone that goes through. Yeah, if you are gonna just think about who you're sending off and whether you want to do any more games in this tournament, mate. You do get a sense that he doesn't want him missing games. That's very true. And we sat outside watching Portugal versus Iran under the stars. It was very romantic actually. And our football editor David Walker is a bit of an astronomer. I didn't realise Professor Brown. No, hang on. No, he's not. He's got an app that he points up at the sky and it tells him because he showed off the first day. I thought it was Professor Brian Walker. Oh, no. He said, see that there? That's Jupiter. Oh, that's very yeah, impressive. impressed. There he is with it. And, you know, you can download it for Fortin Space. Anybody can be an astronomer on that basis, <laughs> but can't he, they? Honestly, no. He's so football, he uses the Glenn Hubble telescope. He does. It's incredible. He certainly does. And, of course, come on. Give us your... So, Alpha Centauri. <laughs> oh, we're not going down that route. Galileo right. Messi. Yeah, that's it. Come on, please. <laughs> They've got their own YouTube football site. It's Copernicus. At and j <laughs> Copernicus 90. Yeah. And you said Gordon Jodrell Banks. Yeah, that's we'll give right. give you that one. For people, don't worry about the rhyming. Slang aspect of that. <laughs> now, um, oh, the yes. other thing Andy has forgotten from today oh, or yeah. yesterday oh, yeah. is that he decided in this uh, bar during the game uh, to watch Russia. He'd have a couple of um, vodkas. He's yeah. got quite into the vodka, <laughs> yeah. and he had two vodkas. Yeah, the cranberry. Had the cranberry. I think the team here. I look at our producer and I look at our head of football, who's been uh, with us all the time. It changed him, didn't it? <laughs> it Something. Why? No, it did. Really? So, yeah, you just. I mean, you were chippier than usual, <laughs> and that is saying yeah. something. You were putting the world to rights in a way that only a bloke who's had two large vodkas does and isn't used to drinking in the afternoon. <laughs> it was four and o'clock. It, we're all looking at each other. A couple of times you popped off to the loo and said, aye, aye, we've got to keep him off the vodka for the rest of the history. Let him have the one, but certainly not the two. Then he nearly got into a fight last night oh, with yeah, a Russian was, bloke. Oh, that was a bit so, hairy, yeah, he's, he's a, Now, the, Russia and alcohol. Let me tell you a bit about this. Mark Bennett's uh, excellent mm. book, uh, Football Dynamo. Uh, He says, Russians have always been famed for their drinking, so much so that Mikhail Gorbachev felt obliged to introduce prohibition in 1985 in an attempt to put a halt to rampant alcoholism. He hasn't reined you in, has he? (laughs) No. Um, But it didn't work, basically. The Russian word for a bender, uh, are you ready for this? Uh, As in the sustained consumption of alcohol, is zapoy. Oh, right. So me and the boys are going out for a right (laughs) zapoy. Yeah, so the English word struggles to fully describe either the proportions or the... Uh, the commonness of the Russian counterpart. Yeah, Zapoy is the plague of the Russian provinces. It's funny, so I, it. I didn't notice at all, but I'll take Well, your you wouldn't do when no, you're in there, but we just yeah. noticed. I mean, it's all right. I'll take, I'll take you, your you, weren't, you weren't swinging at people. You weren't <laughs> singing uh, God Save the Queen or anything. But we, know, we just noticed a little subtle change in your countenance. And uh, our waiter last night. We, oh, yeah. This was weird. He was wearing a jolly Matelot outfit. Well, they have to wear sailor's outfits. Sailor's outfits. To really work there. He looked like Jean-Paul Gaultier. He did look like, yeah, the blokes in those adversaries. Never Never has an outfit less matched a man's face. He was so surly, this bloke. No, no, we disagree because before you arrived at the bar, uh, he came up to myself and and David, the head of football, and said, would you prefer to watch um, Iran versus Portugal? And he turned the telly over for us. So we were very much on side. I wasn't. And he compounded it by dropping a knife as a point down on John's foot. Yeah. 
if you want to I personally that. thought he made a bit too much of a fuss. I know, he broke the skin. When I, 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 I took the knife and he went, oh, and then, <laughs> oh, it wasn't my fault. And he, then He's I rolling come, around, he got booked. I popped off to the loo, come back, he's got his shoe and his sock off. <laughs> he's, he's, he's phoning uh, claims direct. <laughs> I, I don't know, Dave, did you think he made a bit too yeah, much made of a, a bit fuss? Too much no of Bert it. Troutman, that's the Bert Troutman Award. <laughs> definitely, it was a dive, it was a dive. That's right, yeah. He's so funny, honestly. First of all, he's you, basically. He's you in about... Fifty years time. Nothing now. He got locked out of his room this morning when, yeah. after going to the gym for twenty minutes. Yeah, and he had to come down in the lift and the reception three times. And that lift—that's about half an hour's worth. It is. Then he poured yogurt on his cereal. Yeah. <laughs> and last night he tried to buy some toothpaste and was diddled out of his change by the woman. So he's kind of trying to. We gave her twelve quid for about fifty piece <laughs> worth of toothpaste. No, she no. did. The, the look—the the look she gave him. Really, the I worst know. look a Brit has had in this country, I think, for many years. Now we told you yesterday about our driver fixer, the man who doesn't speak English. Yeah, stock so, car racer. Why so useful? Stock car racer, Lewis Warnock. He looks yeah, like Neil looks Warnock. Like Neil looks like Neil Warnock. Drives like Lewis Hamilton, so yeah. we call him Lewis Warnock. Yeah. That makes sense, doesn't it? Honestly, he nearly had a head-on in the hotel car park. That's a <laughs> world record for Lewis. <laughs> He's basically gone four yards in a white car come hurtling him around the corner. It's a touch of the Mr. Magoo's about him, isn't it, when he's behind the wheel. So. Terrible. And the hotel has a revolving door. Yeah. Which, as you approach it, it speeds up. It does. It's like, it's, you have to, it's that thing of, you've got to be quick off the mark. If for England strikers, if they're looking just to sharpen up that first 10 yards, just walk in front, walk in front of the sensors at our hotel in Sochi. And it's, you really have to put, because if you don't move quickly... Catch yeah. your head in the back. You of said the it door, was like yeah. a bleep test. It was like a bleep. You just suddenly have to go, don't you? Ridiculous. And finally, from yesterday's notes. Oh yeah. Uh, we had, it was a very nice dinner. We ate, we ate two. Be fair. Complained about the food. Two very nice meals. Oh, sensation. But honestly, it was. I got this spaghetti. It was like a child's portion. My granddaughter said, "Can I have some more, mummy?" Yeah. <laughs> two mouthfuls gone. Yeah. Never mind. Oh well. I'm not complaining. We're at a welcome. I'm not complaining. <laughs> Andy Jacobs' new book. <laughs> I'm not uh, complaining. I'm not complaining. <laughs> Welcome to Stalin's. Uh, our producer thinks it's a Dacher. Dacher. That's what he's. Dacher. All right. All right. <laughs> um, so he's getting, welcome to Stalin's uh, Dacher. It's called Green Grove. Uh, uh, it's, it's a big green house. Yeah, it's green because he wanted it kind of secreted away amongst the. We're in a kind of wooded, heavily wooded area. We've driven for about five minutes off the main road. It yeah. all kind of buys into Stalin's paranoia. Yes. So he wanted to be tucked away and he'd say, coloured it like this so it wouldn't stick out. Maybe because, he, again, he didn't want it to be too ostentatious. It's going to be a recurring theme. Yes, yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, his, his paranoia is a bit of an occurring theme. Uh, I don't know what to expect. Uh, I'm hoping for quite a lot of moustache-based memorabilia, <laughs> like wax and like brush it and shaving equipment. Uh, that at he least is, he is, and you looked it up, didn't you? The top ten moustaches of all time. They, yeah, that's right, along with Dick Dastardly and Hitler. I can't believe Dick Strawbridge and Jimmy Edwards aren't in there. It's yeah, a well, scandal. I think it was a kind of global, it wasn't a, a British list. But, uh, yeah, he had this place built. He used to come to Sochi for at least three months every summer. He kind of put this area on the map. Uh, I can't see the world still divided. Well, certainly Russians still divided on Stalin, whether he was a criminal or, a, or one of the kind of fathers of modern Russia. Uh, but it's very noticeable that yeah. Putin has never set foot in this building simply for that reason. He's, yeah. He comes to Sochi, he's got his own place here. But he built his own palace. Yeah, that's yeah. right. But he would, he'd never come here because it would split half the country. OK, let's go and have yeah. a look what's inside. 
kindly been driven here today by our fixer, Nikolai, who's been looking after us while we're in Sochi. And he does have a passing resemblance to the Cardiff City manager, Neil Warnock, doesn't he? It does. That's what the best thing he's got going for him, really. He doesn't seem to know the way anywhere. It's like he's never been here. This is like the major tourist thing. He doesn't even know where he's the front door is. Fella. He drives, yeah. he, again, like all Russians that have been with us, he drives like an absolute lunatic. Yeah. He, um, he, he, has a, yeah, he does look like, we've been calling him Colin, for obvious reasons. <laughs> a, lovely, a lovely man, but a quite terrible driver. Who, who parked up to our directions almost in the middle lane of the highway. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, anyway, yeah. well, uh, he's, he's, I uh, think he's found the front door, so we better go. Yes, we better go. So we've come into the first room where there is a, a relatively lifelike waxwork of Joe. Well, it's pretty better than Lenin, really. Yeah. <laughs> it's about the same amount of him. Do you know? Do you know why he had a tash and not a beard? No. Well, he didn't have a beard because he wanted to be different from his predecessors. Obviously, Lenin had a beard, All right. so he wanted a bit of a point of difference. He had to have some facial hair because it's a sign of manliness. It's a bit like yourself, Andy. I've never known a more manly man than you. That's why you've gone with that beard. But you, yeah. should, you should get a job here because you do speak English, whereas the guys that I we don't speak Russian, unfortunately. <laughs> they might be my 300 problem. rubles for the tour, but the guides don't speak English. Pictures of, of, his, of his, his first wife, I don't know if he remarried, but pictures of his wife there who... They say died of, I mean, said appendicitis, but there's a lot of rumours at the time that she died, she committed suicide. Oh, and his son, who died in, in a German prisoner or walkout, one of his sons who died in a German prisoner or walkout, there's pictures of them all around. And um, there's a bulletproof cheerful, sofa. Cheerful piece. A bulletproof sofa, which uh, there must have been times with David and Frank over the years when you were doing fantasy football <laughs> that you must have felt <laughs> that they needed one, I did. would imagine. And his TV there, they can't possibly be his television. I, <laughs> I don't think it looks like a telly from the, from about the nineties, I'd say. But uh, fascinating stuff, isn't it? This is his kind of. This was his office. Amazing. High ceilings. You were yeah. telling me the reason for that. Well, I, yeah, I, I think he, he spoke very quietly. That was his thing. Well, he was like Bob Harris. I don't know. So he, he wanted high ceilings. He spoke very quietly. But that's a power trip. Tonight session from Little Feet. No, but people who speak very quietly mean you have to come to them. Yeah. So like you have to lean into them. So they kind of keep the focus. See somebody else who, who speaks quietly. I don't know if he does it for effect or he just speaks quietly. Was uh, my old gaffer at Chelsea, uh, Ken Bates. But he speaks quietly, so you're always leaning at him. So it's a kind of power trip. He holds his ground, you lean in. Um, I'm not. I'm suggesting, of course, that Ken is anyway like uh, Joe Starlin. So I'd like to point that out, Ken, if you're listening. We are in Starling's. David's just uh, what an amazing shot there by David Walker ahead of football. He's just hit Starling's snooker ball with Starling's cue. His cue is still here. They're, unlike most museums, they're quite happy for you to pick it up and have a go. It's very heavy, isn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah the, the weight of cues, obviously, that, that's... You say, yeah, he probably did. Um, but, yeah, it's a full-size, 1902, the, the ladies just told us, full-size uh, sort of billiard table. And they've got Russian billiards. It's a specialist game. We saw the balls the other day, didn't we? It sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> Get your hand out of your pocket. Just having a game of Russian billiards. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, again, a lovely room. And um, we were working on the base that you always won, a bit like Donald Trump at golf. He did. Very few pits. Oh, he, he had a bit of a shot when he came to the Crucible. Yeah, he, was, yeah. he lost seven, all 35 frames. I wonder if he did a lot of trick shots like John Virgo. <laughs> yeah, he did. He was yeah, famous fantastic. For it, yeah. yeah, but in the pop black music in yeah, here. Yeah, he was on Russian Big Break. He was. That was, was, was fantastic. Really, really yeah. Again, I think, he, I think he, had, he was very successful on that, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Well, unlucky, Joe. Uh, yeah. You won't be coming back. You didn't win. Well, in fact, you did win, and you will be coming back for as long as you like. <laughs> It's only a game, so... 
get the idea with that. <laughs> wood panelled room um, with a kind of gramophone player in the corner and a sort of oversized chess set, oversized chess pieces here. Massive, isn't it? And there's uh, a bust of uh, the great man in the corner. Very, that's very impressive, actually, isn't it? It looks really good and quite a lot of pictures on it. He's a bit like David Walker's football. Yeah, I think he is trying to cultivate uh, our head of football. He's trying to cultivate a Joe Starling uh, kind of bouffant uh, at the moment. used as much uh, hair... Uh, spray as well, they've gone up in flames had he, had he done that in this heat uh, there's no carpets at all in, in the whole of the Dakar because he liked to hear people coming he liked to hear people walking down the corridors and he didn't want carpets so they couldn't creep up on him he'd also kind of live in about three or four different rooms at any one point so nobody knew where he was in the building but I suppose the kind of nature of the way he got the power would make you touch paranoid how long was he world chess champion? It, um, I think all the time he was basically in charge of Russia. That from the moment he took over, no one really took him on. Um, but I mean, if you were like working on the staff here, yeah. and he phoned down and said, "Can I have a cup of tea, please?" Yeah. And you team up Mrs. Overall. <laughs> she kind of walks into one room. I'm not there. I'm, and then he's moved <laughs> elsewhere. He's constantly on the go. So we've uh, entered the swimming pool area. It's, um, it's like a decent size. The way that I saw it, saw it publicised, it was like a... a that'd be the phone. Yes. Joe phone. would have wanted that. Yeah. But anyway, uh, like it was a, a sort of plunge pool, but it's not. It's quite a decent size, isn't it? It's probably, what would you say, about 25 metres long? Yeah, it reminds me of Squires Lane in Finchley, where I came third in the Barnet Championships in 1967. Oh, yeah. Humble brag. <laughs> so, um... Where were we? Oh, yeah, uh, they only ever put five... It's about five foot deep, apparently. Well, it looks deeper than that, but it's only... Because he was five foot five. Yeah. So uh, he They're was... They're probably only half-filled it. He though. was never... He's a very small man, five foot yeah, five, well, isn't he? A imagine... Of, a lot of dictators are, I think you'll find. Yeah, imagine sort of Mark Noble or Tony Codd. I don't know why I've gone immediately to West Ham. <laughs> Tony Codd. But, yeah, but of that... Maybe of that stature. Oh, yeah. But obviously not with all this. Tony Codd, he wasn't not... a dictator. No, of course. Well, he, he ran that West Ham dressing room with an iron rod. <laughs> I don't, I don't think he, he probably didn't. It's, I don't know what I'm talking about. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's quite a nice... Where are you going, Dave? Going in the changing rooms. Um, definitely going to get us thrown out of here with his phone going off and everything. Nice mosaics on there. Yeah, lovely. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. So there we are, Stalin's Dakar here in uh, Sochi. You can understand why he wanted to come. It's very, very peaceful, beautiful gardens, lovely views of the sea. Yeah, we didn't take the official uh, guided tour, which is probably not a bad thing, as none of the guides speak English. That's right. Whatsoever. It's a, it is a Russian tour, but there is a lady who works in the office who speaks a bit of English. So as there's English people here, yeah. because of the World Cup and Swedes that don't speak Russian, they've just dug her out of the office, and she's just said to us, I'm not a guide, I don't know much about the place. I basically work in the office, but I speak a bit of English, so I'll kind of lead you around the building. So, uh, But fair play to her, at least oh, yeah. she's given it a go. She gave it a go, the, the lad. So if you ever come to this part of the world, the lad... Yeah, I don't know what I call her. The lad, so full. Yeah, I am. Um, if you ever get a chance to come to this part of the world, do uh, make the effort. It's about 25 minutes uh, from uh, Sochi, the sort of beach area. I don't know how far it is from the centre of town. Probably not that far, 10 minutes. I can't get the image of Tony Cotty, dictator, out of my head. It's Tony, Tony if you're listening there, but uh, that wasn't you. That wasn't you. That's not you as a man. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, do come if you get the chance. It's worth the trip. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. 
Welcome back to Sochi. Uh, our producer just looked out the window and this whole bar teeming with Aussies. They've yeah. even put a pump outside for them in the in Readymate because they're going to be heading off to the game a, a little pump. bit later on. Yeah, beer pump. What, what sort of pump would they have put in? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> John, Bicycle John pump. John was going to do a bit of plumbing. So. <laughs> I think, yeah, he was. That's true. Anyway, yeah. it's been good, as we've said, throughout this tournament to pop back home now and again and get a view uh, from uh, the old country. And we're able to do that now because uh, joining us, another man via Twitter has really been enjoying the World Cup. And he's comedian and England fan, Tim Vine. Tim, how are you? Very well, Andy and Paul. How are you two? You sound like well, you're having a great time. Yes, well, we I'm very are. much enjoying yeah. it, Tim. I know you are. I've seen, I've seen you on Twitter. You seem to really be enjoying this World Cup. Oh, absolutely loving it. Really loving it. I mean, the whole VAR thing does, does make it almost, you know, more tense and exciting, doesn't it? Mm. But, yeah, um, last night, as we said, we saw we saw a good decision made in the Spain game where a goal would have been ruled out, but yeah. was overruled once they looked at it. And we saw a, a fairly iffy one with the handball in the Portugal game that felt felt a bit harsh. So yeah, and I and I, I heard actually it was I, I sort of agree with what Shearer said at one point on the on the telly where he said that it, instead of getting rid of play acting, it seems to have brought in more. So that's mm. the only thing is that one thing VAR hasn't done yet is gone. You might want to look at this. This guy we think is play acting and punishing simulation that hasn't happened yeah. yet has it they've uh, not done that and they've knocked they've, they've some very naughty tackles I mean the Spain yeah. game there was a full two footed tackle off the ground oh, PK is a lovely fellow yeah, I mean it? a bad challenge and they're not going back they're not saying to referees you might want to go and have a look at that they just seem to be bypassing the tackle no and the, and the, and the um, jumping for a ball and leading with the elbow is now mm. a recognised football move isn't it <laughs> especially in Panama <laughs> yeah exactly it, it was awful be, yeah they were quite agricultural, Tim. I think we were all a bit shocked. I mean, we knew they might be physical, but I think they, they, they were just sent out like an old pub team to rough England up, weren't it they? It really was. I mean, the, the, it was fantastic that um, Jesse Lingard got that goal after he was, I mean, he was genuinely mugged, wasn't he? I mean, that was just a terrible elbow to the face early on, yeah. wasn't it? Awful. Yeah, quite shocked so early in the game. Now, Tim, where have you been watching the game? Have you sort of at home? Have you, what's your routine for? Well, the last one I watched in? into the Panama game, I watched on my own at home. And uh, the reason I, 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 I said to my, because I quite often am around my mum and dad's, and I said to my mum and dad, I, th- I think I'll watch that one on my own. I think I was just frightened I was going to be doing too much screaming and shouting, and they were going <laughs> <laughs> to be waking them up constantly, you know. So uh, I thought it was best to watch it on my own. And uh, it was quite enjoyable. This, yeah, you ring fenced this tournament. So you said on Twitter that was it, you were turning. Turn down some gigs, making sure you can sit in front of the telly and watch it. Absolutely. I've got a couple of Russian jokes. Do you want to hear them? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I was yeah. going to yeah. ask um, you, of course. Yeah. I, uh, at the end of a meal, I always like to wipe my face with a Russian. And uh, when I say a Russian, I mean a Soviet. That's the first one. And then... Um, <laughs> I've, uh, I said to this bloke, I said, me and a Russian politician have just been horse riding in the snow. He said, Trotsky. I said, pretty much. <laughs> Think about the Trotsky one as well. You'd like that one, Paul, because it has that modern reference thing that you like. You yes, know, I, I do. Well, I, I noticed I yesterday you mentioned you, James Bowler and the, and the Flowerpot Men. That was fantastic for yeah. modern references. <laughs> <laughs> I do love you, Mr. Zeitgeist. Yeah. And I did get in touch with you because I was very taken. I knew the player you'd been looking out for yes. was Murillo, uh, who played in <laughs> yes, the Panama absolutely. game. And I told you, I saw him in... Uh, Richmond Park, and uh, I was going to my friend's house, and I didn't know which exit had come yeah, out of. Right. So I just said to him, obviously, is this the way to Ham, Marillo? <laughs> <laughs> you you, got some unfair you can have it for on nothing, Twitter, Tim. For that. That's very I think kind. It's quite limited, isn't it, really, to a football audience. You, well, uh, I, you know, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm writing it down, actually. <laughs> yeah, of course, he's done it. Do you ever sort of... Inc- you, I mean, I've seen you a lot in Edinburgh. And things like, you don't really incorporate football or anything into it. It's so your, your, your routine is quite... 
skillfully worked out and executed, I'd say. In well, May. It's, uh, I've got a, a lot of jokes that are to do with different subjects. So, uh, I mean, for example, you guys hanging out with all those uh, Aussies today. Um, I went for a drink with a kangaroo. He didn't buy a single beer all night long. Talk about short arms and long pockets. <laughs> so quite often, if you name a subject, I've got something about it. That's perfect. If you, we could go through all 32 nations. Yeah, exactly. Every, every country, yeah. I've, Any I've, of the other nations pop out? Um, well, um, I, uh, I said to this bloke, I said, I'm going to dress up as a small island off the coast of Italy, he said, he said. He said, "Don't be so silly." So I just suddenly realised that they're not in. The, they're not in it. I've chosen the one country that didn't yeah. make it. <laughs> just rubbing it into the Italians. Yeah, right yeah. Today. Our Italian transmitter's just gone. But there you go. Um, Technology is amazing, isn't it? It's amazing. I'm talking to you, and you're in Russia. We are. We just basically have, we have a sm- basically a small box, a rather large case for a very small box uh, that the producer's <laughs> been lugging around for a week or so. But uh, yeah, brilliant. Radio, radio I feel like show. Richard Nixon talking to Neil and Buzz on the moon. <laughs> well, <laughs> very, very similar. We have got a space say. shuttle next to our, next to our hotel. Yeah. Um, uh, also, incidentally, can I just say that I was thinking if if Andy was an astronaut and he said, uh, Andy, what's it like on the moon? He'd say, um, Well, the the food's not great, to be honest. And the drains have gone. Yeah, that's about The quality right. of these uh, silver bags I'm having to eat, I've really gone downhill. <laughs> There's some very interesting things that happen here. I don't know if you remember this. You, mm. you might be of a certain age. But you, before ca- um, mobile phones, yes. you'd, you'd go out for dinner. And often, yes. it could be when you were abroad, the guy would come round with a camera. They'd take your photo. They'd go off and... Uh, do, take do a picture of the table. It. Yeah, take develop a photo it. Of, yeah, go away and develop it. Go to their the dark room. Th- yeah. Go, I should, I they lower the lights of the, the restaurant room. and develop it. Yes, yeah, they go it. and develop the thing and then bring it back to you and hopefully that you buy the souvenir of your evening, you and the, the Ah, wife yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. But that happened here. This couple came round with a old-fashioned camera. She was holding the flash. And he had a big light, didn't yeah. he? He was carrying Oh, right. You know, we just held up the phone. We went, phone cameras, mate. Phone. You know, we don't need it. But there you go. They, they, they're still doing it. I remember going to going on a, on a cruise with my dad, and we were in Cuba. And uh, my dad was basically accosted in a, uh, a square by, by two women who just jumped either side of him, and a picture was taken. And then immediately, it's like, we want some money for that. You know, so it was kind of... You were kind of half Nelsoned into uh, paying for a, <laughs> paying for a photo. That's the other approach. Yeah, we chose not. There was sort of a romantic force of us, uh, myself, Andy, the producer, and our head of football sitting there eating. We didn't necessarily. We take enough pictures on our phones. Did you we buy one then? Did you, did you buy? No, it? we. They probably would have put it in a nice heart frame for us and put a little bit of Vaseline on the on the edge of the picture and just sort of softened it up a bit. But, There's not uh, another modern reference. Yeah, and that's it. There we are. I think you should do a new section on You've come to the wrong place. You should do a new section of a show Paul Hawksby's Modern References <laughs> oh by the way can I, can I say I've got, I found I don't know whether this has been flagged up yet for, for uh, uh, clips of the week but I heard a great one um, the other day uh, Adrian uh, Adrian Durham was talking he had Sam Allardyce and Moose were on his show and he said I've got a question Sam and Moose <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? That's a good clip. Well, that was, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, I think it was yesterday morning, about 9.29. I wrote oh, it down. I'll, I'll get in touch. And t- just, just give a note to Rufus. Yeah, give it moves. to Rufus before you leave our project. Clips right. of the week live, and it's live. <laughs> being done on air now. I mean, you'll hear it tomorrow. Oh, yeah, Tim Vine told us about that one yesterday. <laughs> um, the other, I'm just watching the Uruguay uh, game back. And I don't hmm. know if you've noticed on uh, one of the Uruguay players, I can't remember who it is now, Cornrows. Cornrows. 
I never so that's a funny good. name for a Uruguay. Yeah, that's it right, does, isn't uh, it? Yeah. I never, they never look good, I don't think. They never look good. I, they never look good on a white bloke, let's be honest. <laughs> right. They never really work. Somebody should have said to him, no, that's not working. So he's, gone for, he's gone for what they call in Uruguay the Bo Derrick, another nice contemporary record. Yes, yeah, well, there uh, it he is. He doesn't yeah. play 10, the fella, either. So, uh, but, yeah, <laughs> this is great, honestly. It'd be, it'd be really great to have various clips of you, Paul, doing a lot of references through the week. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> what a great film 10 was. <laughs> Let's do five minutes on the film. Dudley <laughs> Moore, a small man like Andy Jacobs. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, what well, film, what's the next uh, match you're actually watching then? We will, uh, the next, uh, well, we're hoping to be at England Belgium. That's very much up in the air. We're certainly yeah, going to be at Berlin. We're going to try and work, work tickets, on some yeah. uh, observer tickets, which are, are available on the day. It really does depend on the numbers, but we're certainly going to be in Kaliningrad and hoping to get to that one. But Wonderful. Uh, well, yeah, I, think, I think England are going to do it. I'm going to believe. Uh, Kane wants us to believe. I'm going to believe. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Back home in uh, TalkSport's London studios, Tim Vine uh, is there, the comedian. He's been very much enjoying the World Cup. And Tim, you've said to us before, you're not, you're not really a club man, but you've always just been an England man, haven't you? I, I have really. I think I can beat Alan, by the way, but I... Um... <laughs> I, think, I think we all could, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. No, not Alan, Matt, but we know <laughs> Yes, we're with you. Yeah, no, I, I've, I, I think it's because my dad was never really into football, so I, I was never taken as a, as a youngster to go and see a club. And a lot of people who, who support club sides were taken as a six-year-old to see their first football game and my dad was was never into it so um i just sort of discovered the world cup on television i mean i'm not saying i discovered the world cup <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> that was pickles yeah dual <laughs> remain vine yeah <laughs> but um i remember that uh, fir- my first memory being 1978 and uh um i would have been at, uh, 11 and, and watching the i can remember the final distinctly with the ticker tape and the uh, the argentinian manager with the with a sort of long 
hair and not smiling, you know. Um, and I've just always loved it. And then my local team is Sutton, so I've kind of yeah. uh, I've I've grown to become more and more of a supporter of them as the years have gone by. My brother, however, chose Chelsea course, in his late twenties yeah. because of a tube link. Ah. Really? It was close to where he lived. Oh, that's, I see. That's yeah, how. Yeah, he, yeah. which is He's quite passionate tube. now, though, isn't he? He's he absolutely loves it now. But I tell you what, I think I honestly think you have to, you'd have to ask him. But I think it's sort of it's a bit blank his sort of football knowledge um, before age about twenty six. <laughs> <laughs> he come on the quiz tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. He may get more than uh, poor old Matt did there. Now, uh, for some of the, things, the old things here, it's a seaside resort, uh, Sochi. And, uh, Is it? Oh. Yeah, oh, it's a lovely place. But uh, we, we, and it's hot. I mean, it's really hot. And we were in a restaurant uh, on the beach. And on the menu, I swear to you, was mulled wine. Yeah. It's just what you need on a hot day. <laughs> yeah. How extraordinary. It's been a bit of a Christmas theme. We, yeah. we, they played yeah, we wish you said you they were playing the Christmas music or something. Yeah, at, at Christmas the music in the hotel. We wish you a Merry Christmas as the players went off uh, from the England-Panama game the other day. I don't, I don't, Maybe it's, it's to do with finding, uh, finding songs that are, are in English and thinking that'll do. You know, you know yeah. how we sometimes, uh, Westerners, wear um, shirts that have some Chinese writing on because it looks nice. But we don't yeah. really know what it says, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's like the Albion playing Midnight from Moscow when Spartak Dynamo came. That's in. true. Yeah, they did right. that. Of course, played a bit of Kenny Ball when Spartak <laughs> Moscow turned up. Kenny at the Ball, Hawthorns. there it is. Yeah. Paul Hawksby's modern is. references. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing wrong with a bit of mention of Kenny yeah. Ball. Just writing that down next to Challenge Alanka. <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, that you'd like that. There's a shop here called Antica. So of course, every time we walk by, we go, "There's Challenge Antica." Yeah. Yes, that's why we've been doing that all the time. <laughs> yeah, we've been doing a lot of the old punning, but lots of people here hawking stuff uh, well lots of people hawking in the right. oh yeah mainly the, chi- the visitors watching yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the Chinese people, visitors yeah, hawking, not nice that no no it's not hawking stuff and honestly a bloke tried to hand me an iguana yeah. I swear to it, a live iguana. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you thought I was Sir David Attenborough or something. That's, one of, the, that, that's one of the other things here that's a bit old school and I don't yeah. really yeah. allow we, back not, we don't like it it's really. a guy on the beach with an iguana and a monkey and they're that's very old school that isn't it that's very and old school an iguana and a monkey disgusting. on a beach <laughs> really? that's, his, that's his old school references the iguana and the monkey on the yeah. beach yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you should have said uh, you should have said to him iguana 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 is there a gecko in here beautifully done so it's, just, it's like a rolodex tim is it you have like <laughs> little key words that they, they, they tip yeah they pop a little up bit and yeah a little bit and you and i've got i realize i have do have one belgium joke and it's, there's no surprise it's about hercule poirot Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, Hercule Poirot was in a, in his hotel room, and he telephoned down to reception. He said, "How come Miss Marple is in my room with a pot of Darjeeling balanced on her head?" And the receptionist said, "Mr. Poirot, it was our understanding that you wanted tea on arrival." <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's, that's clever. God, clever. That's very clever. Yes. Now, uh, also here in Sochi is uh, they do encourage uh, bike riding and uh, scootering right. and all that sort of thing. Yeah. But there's a very strange system where you don't know what the pavement is and you don't know what the bike path is. Yes, we, you do. We don't. Yes, you do. No, it converges. One is one clearly point. for bikes. One <laughs> is clearly for people. But no. Eddie, you seem to have got confused between. I suppose it's been wiped out. That straddling the line. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And also, and I'm not the only person to do this. We've noticed that hotels here in Russia have these quite tricky entrances. So you see people tripping up. I've tri- I call them the Bert Troutman entrance. Yeah. Right. Are, they called, uh, are they called revolving doors? <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> no. well, they are. They're treacherous in themselves. And they also, are. they have a thing called a, what I call a half door. So you have two, right. two doors, yeah. and one of them will open, and the other bit is like a half door, so the actual bit that you get through isn't big enough for you to get through. Why do they put right. those there? I have no idea. It's yeah. peculiar. Maybe but I suppose one day they'll get rid of the half doors. Yeah, maybe just yeah. letting certain people in. 
Could yeah. be just like someone like Peter Crouch goes there and he just just I don't know maybe it's oh, very you're thin. Like, you're like this, uh, Tim, because yeah, I, I, the other day I was going through my list for things that we could do in Sochi. Most of them will be honest were. With food, yeah. With food. <laughs> but, of course, uh, one of them on my list was the Café Déjà Vu. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, you and, of course, what well, we all said, didn't we? <laughs> We've yeah, been we there before. We all <laughs> thought we'd been there before. Yeah, we're all sitting there saying, this place looks familiar. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how sick. The waiter must walk up and say, yeah, all right. We get the idea. <laughs> must get You're obviously the, the first time. person ever to have said that to me. And another restaurant called Burger Murger. We thought, that's not really trying, is it? That's <laughs> <laughs> Burger Murger. That's know. a rubbish name for a restaurant. Does Murga mean something else? Does it? Don't know, or is it really. just just rhyming? I, I, I did. It's very nice. Very nice to hamburger. I once had one on the Orient Express. You had a hamburger on the Orient Express. No, murger on the Orient Express. Oh, you had a murger on the Orient Express. Okay, yeah. It's your influence. You hamburger the on the Orient Express doesn't work. <laughs> Not <it>? really. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't have been the same film. Boy, you should have said if you'd had time as that. They had a brancher one on the Orient yeah, yeah, Express. Yeah, yes, I, we'll workshop I this for you, I didn't workshop it properly. Uh, oh, I, I really enjoyed your uh, your travel log on the train. I thought that was oh, great. Yes. What oh, was yeah, the Henry Cooper problem. thing that was being read? That was What was it again? It was not the Gruffalo, was it? What was it? No, um, Billy Goat's Gruff. Billy Goat's Gruff. Very funny. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Copy those, of that. Oh, that was, yeah. That was past <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Henry Cooper's Billy Goat's Gruff. We're saying it's unlikely Anthony Joshua will be asked to do a reworking of Billy Goat's Gruff, is it? He'd be good at it, though, I think. He would, Tim, it's been an absolute joy to have you on. Thank you for you popping too. in, Tim. You too. I'm, I'm sort of secretly jealous because everyone thought that that was the, uh, not the job to get to get out there. And then, of course, it turns out it's been fantastic, isn't it, doesn't it? You've obviously had a great time. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hi, Aid. Hi, uh, yeah, I'm at the Luzhniki getting ready for France against Denmark. Really looking forward to it as well. Oh, this is where yeah. the final is going to be played. You lucky man. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, you've been having a good time, haven't you? Really enjoying the football, enjoying the World Cup. Enjoying the football, enjoying Russia, and, and the camaraderie among the team as well. It's uh, at times brutal, Andy Jacobs. Oh, it is. I was going to say, the TalkSport the talk WhatsApp group is just savage. It really is. Well, it is when you're on it, yeah. Well, you know. You know it's I'm quite a... nice when you're not on it. I'm getting a round of applause from Matt and Ian. Blimey. <laughs> well, you know, brutal, mate. Well, I am a little bit, but you know, I have very high standards when it comes to when it comes to lookalikes. I have very high standards. Some of the the one you put up this morning was one of the worst lookalikes I've ever seen in my life. So I had to point that out to you. But never mind. That's not what you're here for, Adrian. You, your skills lie in other areas. No, no, you're absolutely right. But it was when you then went on to compare. Uh, <laughs> the guy who I thought looked like that footballer who has a beard and is about yeah. six foot four with my producer who's female and five foot five. Well, Outrageous. Was, uh, Your being apology. No, no, I was being sorry. <laughs> it didn't mean it literally. I was using that as an example of how poor your lookalike was. I said it might as well say that. Emma's going to give you a whack when you get back to Moscow. <laughs> You're in trouble, mate. You are yeah. bigger than you are. No, of well. course. I, not that I was suggesting that Emma looks like a six foot four but man with did. a beard. That's exactly what you did. You're so rude. You're missing the point. I'm going to HR. I'm going to HR. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if, if J.R.R. Tolkien and Agatha Christie had got together, could there possibly have been Mordor on the Orient Express? Oh, oh, Do you like that one? You can put that on the group and you'll get away with it. <laughs> yeah. By the Well, no. I, get completely <laughs> and I, loved your, I loved your comment about Ray Parler saying goodbye to everybody and what a lovely time he'd had and how much he enjoyed being part of the group. And uh, you said that about your liver can now recover. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, my liver's just uh, thank the Lord that Ray Tyler has gone. He's a bad influence, and that's an understatement. Oh, no, that yeah. is an understatement. One, one or two younger members of the team have tried to keep up with Ray while he's here, but that is that is literally yeah. a schoolboy area. Isn't <laughs> yes, that turned out to be no, not is, the yeah, greatest. And, and talking of which, you're in the same hotel we were in, Sochi, the one with the multicolored balconies, and. Yeah. Uh, that lad you're talking about there, uh, he's got a big black box of equipment, and you're talking about the revolving door speeding up. Well, he tried to get that big black box of equipment through <laughs> the revolving door. He jammed the thing at about 6.30 in the morning. Yeah, what an idiot. Oh, the lifts the lift of that place are not great, are they, really? But what so, we, we were told by an Aussie that was clinging on to the hope that they can they can do it, that the Danes had sort of uh, disparaged the French before the tournament, apparently, and said they didn't think they were up to much and they could beat them. So. We're wondering if it might put an extra spring in France's step today. Ah, look, mate, it depends on the uh, possibly on the team that they pick. Uh, the Danes wouldn't need a point, and I, I, I can't believe there will be that kind of uh, West Germany, Austria collusion where no. the Danes and the French get a point, so the French win the group and the Danes get through. I don't believe that's going to happen because of what you're talking about pre-tournament, but I do think the Danes will have enough to get a point here today. But we shall see. I actually think the Aussies have played really well. They probably deserve to beat Denmark. They've been better than we all thought they'd be, and given the amount of fans, and you've heard how loud they are in Sochi, uh, given the amount of fans that they've got here in Russia, I think it wouldn't be a bad thing if they actually went through the Aussies, but I suspect that they will be heading home. I think, you see, modern, modern football, Brian, for me, is all about strikers. Aussies haven't got any. We've got Harry Kane. Look at Uruguay yesterday. They've got um, Suarez, Suarez and Cavani. And Cavani. That's, you need that in, to go deep into a tournament. You have to have top strikers. Yeah, or a really special player who can get you goals like mm. Christian Eriksen. You know, it's a, I, I, I do think that uh, Denmark are better, but it's a World Cup, you know, anything can happen. I think that this particular game, uh, there may be an edge with the French that might say, yeah, OK, let's get rid of Denmark. Um, and I don't think the, the French will come into this thinking we don't want to win it, but they might take players off, they might even rest players. We don't know the team news yet, so uh, we shall see. It's another baking hot day in Moscow, but this promises to be a great occasion, actually. The, the, all four games, uh, sorry, both the games uh, this afternoon and the other two this evening, all on the TalkSport network. There's nobody else doing that, so uh, there's something on all of them as well. We would be seeing you tonight, but we're not staying at uh, your hotel. We've done a bit of a TalkSport Dortmund. We're about uh, we're on the outskirts. No, we're, not. <laughs> we're, we're, at the, we're at the Dynamo. You're at the Ibis. So uh, right. we're, we're, we're fine with that. We'll catch up with you well, tomorrow. Well, to be no honest, doubt. when you left Moscow, we all had a, a meeting and, and said <laughs> if they can go to another hotel, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah. You arranged Thanks. it, of course you did. <laughs> yeah. Pleased with that, yeah. It's good Brilliant. when the Cheers, comes eh? off. Uh, enjoy Cheers. the rest of the day. Catch up with you soon. Hawks Ben Jacobs live from Sochi, and no World Cup will be complete without a predictive animal no, absolutely and uh, they normally have two bowls of food and walk either to one or the other to get the score not on this show we have a turkey that's working for fifa uh, as an observer Good, yeah. uh, here at the tournament as his own blazer <laughs> and looks great in it actually. he definitely looks lovely and that is tinsel the turkey and uh, we're gonna have a look at argentina versus nigeria and he joins us now hi tinsel yeah, great to talk to you, as always, uh, as well. Now, I've been doing a little bit of research. I, I realised I didn't really know much about turkeys at all, Andy, and I thought it was only right that we looked into, uh, you know, to looked into sure, yeah. Tinsel and what he was all about. I didn't realise that the little bit of kind of skin, the sort of protuberance, as they call it, that hangs from the top of his beak is called a snood. I thought they were banned in football, <laughs> Tinsel. You'd still wear a snood. <laughs> <laughs> only in training, apparently. Oh, yeah, when it's training. cold. 
Now, the other thing I didn't know, that in uh, Massachusetts, more specifically in Brookline, Massachusetts, they have been known to bother people, turkeys. And it rec- this is a quote. It says, it recommends that citizens can be aggressive towards the turkeys, take a step towards them, do not back down. So stand, as they say. <laughs> yeah. uh, officials in Brookline have also recommended you make a noise, clanging pots or other objects to, wa- uh, to warn them off. Popping open an umbrella. So our producer would be well set. He always carries one, even though it's 90 degrees here. Shouting and waving your arms. That'll ward off a turkey. Uh, Squirt them with a hose. All sounds a bit cruel, doesn't it? I don't think Tins will be very happy about that. Uh, Or allow your leashed dog to bark at them. All things you can do in Brookline. So are you aware of this, Tinsel? He says that's why he's not a golf correspondent. Of course. You could never go to the open, could you? They'd be turning the dogs on you, the hose, the whole bit. Anyway, we'll move on. And a rather elaborate setup for a sound effect, I'll, I'll give you. So, um, what about today then? Argentina, Nigeria. It's about messy all day, he says. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, he's going to turn up the big man, or well, the small man, uh, 2 1. 2-1, as he thinks, he? Always, you know, I think he's a bit optimistic, but uh, there you go. Are you working at the game uh, tonight, Tinsel? <laughs> Watching it on telly. <laughs> okay. You've got to have a night off, haven't you? Every turkey's got to have a night off. Yeah. Thank you, Tinsel. Catch up with you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. So, they're uh, like a pair, aren't they, now? We're going to speak to Steve Freeth. Steve Freeth and Tinsel, they're, they're like mates. They, 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 they come, they're co-joined. <laughs> yeah, they are. So, uh, yes, let's get all the latest odds now from Bet365's very own Steve Freeth. Hi, Steve. From one turkey to another. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> now, we are um, also giving you some TV formats. We think your name lends yeah. itself uh, to a career in TV, and we're trying to come up with stuff for you. We have throughout the tournament. I've got one here, sick to the back Freeth. This is uh, your expose of NHS waiting lists. <laughs> I've, uh, it's like Panorama, basically. Yeah, I've yeah. pitched this one, but I'm not sure they'll go for it. That's a little bit obscure. Morgan Freethman, and uh, that's basically... <laughs> Man. You, you, you'll see why. Oh, yeah. Steve drives an old hippie round Brands Hatch in the classic British sports car. Well, that's, it's, it's, it sounds like a one-off more than a series. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what about, um, have you thought about, well, right, Saturday nights are quite, you know, there's a... I think there's a spot for a really good Saturday night show. I'm thinking about bringing back an old favourite. What about Freeth 2 1? Freeth 2 1, that's fantastic. Yeah, the late great, of course, Ted Rogers. Ted Rogers. Maybe I could do the hand signal with a bit of tic tac. Yeah, oh, yeah, very and, good. And that's you nice. put all bl- losing betting slips into a dusty bin or something oh, like that. Oh, he's that? Really you've been thinking about it. He's been this, doing Steve. a lot of work. No, it's, we, just, you, it's just all natural. It's all natural, <laughs> yeah. Andy. Don't worry about that. You may not need us as your agents. I've got another show for you Honor Amongst Freeths. This is the entire Freeth family putting scenarios, secret camera work, in scenarios where they could get one over another member of the family. Someone leaves a tenner on the floor. Do they, are yeah. they honest and pick it up? Yeah. Which member of the Freeth family would prove to be. The least honest. So uh, uh, that feels uh, like Saturday yeah. night. Any one of the four kids, I would say, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's and good. So, look, that, that, we'll keep them coming, Steve. We've got a few more formats. We're, gonna get, we're definitely going to get one away. I'm feeling very hopeful. Brilliant, guys. I'll, uh, I've, I've been here a long time. I'm looking for a new challenge. I think that could be it. I can't oh. wait. <laughs> oh, don't, don't give up your job, Steve, yeah. just in case it doesn't yeah, work. TV's hate, a very hate, fraught life TV. It's uh, very yeah, short. It's, it's, honestly, it's, I'd hate to, you to chuck it all in at Bet365 and then we let you down. So don't put that kind of pressure on us, please. I'm sure they'll survive. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Catch Good. up with you tomorrow, Steve. Thanks very much, Steve. boys. Brilliant. Thank you. Here we are, Bet365. Steve Three there with all the odds. <laughs> Box 
Ben Jacobs uh, here, live from Sochi. We'll catch up with uh, the moose very shortly before that, Andy. Um, yeah, well, an I interesting fact about Sochi. Well, it is. You know, we have a great affinity with Cheltenham. It's a place we love very, very much. We come from there every year. And it is, we found out this is honestly, genuinely true. It is twinned with Sochi. Well, not just Sochi. Uh, Cheltenham is twinned with Annecy in France, Cheltenham in Pennsylvania, Gottingen in Germany, and Weihai in China. And they've got two friendship towns Kisumu in Kenya and Stampers get in the Netherlands. So clearly the mayor of uh, Cheltenham loves a little overseas jolly. He does. He loves a bit of twinning. But the remarkable thing is that it's, it's quite a lot of similarities to Cheltenham. And there was a bloke who looked like the late Tom Graveney drawing money out of the ATM on the high street. That's uh, obscure. That's there was a man who looked like Richard Scudamore on the train. Yeah. Uh, and also there's an absolute complete replica of the Queen's Hotel and uh, you've in been the middle in, of Sochi and you've I've been, been in invited everybody <laughs> in <laughs> that's right everybody yeah. you don't like I invited we saw a former Russian rugby player diving headlong into a hedge on the way back yeah and uh, Albert Roux provided the uh, Palmenis which was really lovely for the and to complete it the great well, great honour here the great Russian jockey uh, Ruble Walsh. Oh, yeah, I love Ruble he, Walsh. He came He's a lovely fella. He came up, like he does to Paddy Power's box, he came into the pub just to talk about the racing this afternoon. Oh, yeah. And uh, we taped it. And he, have, you got, have you got that, uh, John? He has. Okay, here it is. Normally, in the handicap, we look for the bottom end of the weights. But whatever reason, in the Albert Bartelski, Bartelski uh, chase at 1620, the top weights have a wonderful record. Uh, Ken Boy was a good winner, and Limerick this week, sure to get the trip on a very good horse. And Kashari is not the one to r watch out for. My sister, Katesky, is uh, riding her. And, uh, you sound <laughs> like Jackie Mason. <laughs> 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 There's a reason for that. But you do sound like Jackie Mason. Well, you, Very good, though. Yeah, you get the you get idea. idea with that. You get the idea with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Brit. I should work on that. I used to be uh, on Cablecom. Cablecom was a thing where you'd phone in. It was one of those premium phone lines things oh, yeah. in the sort of late 80s. Oh, yeah. And I used to be the voice of this thing. They had this thing called Cablecom Russian Roulette. Really? And you'd ring up, and honestly, people would pay fortunes for this. It would cost a fortune. And you could play Russian Roulette, and you'd hear the click of the thing. And Sounds you'd a bit sick, really. <laughs> you'd either, you'd either, I know. You'd either sort of get your head blown off, or you didn't. It was a very strange thing. Right, and different I was times, the, clearly. It was. And I was the voice of, I was Igor, the really? voice of Cablecom's Russian Roulette. Is that what you did? And Jackie Mason Good never afternoon. sued? Good welcome to Russian Roulette. Uh, and, you know, that's it. And I used to be able to do the voice, but now, obviously, I thought it was brilliant. It's harder to do it with, a, with an Irish accent. I thought it was brilliant, me. <laughs> oh, did you? Mm. Anyway. A, hello, it's Colin Warnock just coming. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, the moose is out and about with yeah. the fans in Moscow. He, we won't, set him he a will not have understood any of no. that, I guarantee. Well, he knows who Jackie Mason is. <laughs> yeah. we set him, we, you know who Jackie Mason is, don't you, moose? <laughs> Yeah, of course I know Jackie Mason is cracking. I'm not that stupid. I mean, I might not see the Simpsons, but I know Jackie Mason is. Good, okay. Listen, I'm outside the Nizniki Stadium yeah. this afternoon. Yeah. Uh, obviously, France take on Denmark. All I have to say that is just the sea of humanity in front of me as I look down from the stadium towards where the people come in. There's a few uh, a few exhibitions. Well, they're not really exhibitions. You can kind of take part. Uh, at the end, you get like give them a clapper or a, uh, a face painting uh, to put on uh, during the game. It's not really a, a, a present or a, a gift, but it's something I suppose for the fans. And there's not only fans of France and and, uh, and Denmark here today. I've seen Mexicans, I've seen Brazilians, but I have got some French people with me uh, wearing French tops. A nice new French tops. What's your name, sir? Brandon. That's not very French. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> hang on a minute, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. You're wearing a French top, right? Yeah, yeah. But you're not French. <clears throat> God, no. Where are you from? Sydney. 
Sydney? Yeah. Well, wow, that's pretty silly. He's got his French wife or French girlfriend with him. What's your name? Marion. Yeah, that's not French. Are you? You're not really French, are you? <laughs> I'm half. Half French? I actually am. Well, half of you is French. Just uh, the top half. Why would Australia play Peru somewhere else? Are you here? Um, we're just visiting. We're just visiting. In the city. Huh? Here. In the city. Just visiting is what I do when my aunt wants me to go around for tea one Sunday afternoon. Oh, anyway, enjoy the game anyway. Thank you. Uh, let me have a quick chat. Moose, stop the... doing the Vox Pops. We're not interested. <laughs> for no, goodness no, sake. No, we don't care about these people. <laughs> For goodness sake, man. She's not French, she's not French either. People are wearing French tops here, aren't they? I'm determined to find somebody. Excuse me, anybody here French? You're French. What's your name? He's out of control, isn't he? What's your name? What is your name? Valentin. What is your name? Valentin. Oh, very good. Enjoy the game. God, Honestly, the most pointless bit of radio of 2018. That was gold. He's gold. What is your name? Twice. Really aggressive in French, but who told him his name was Valentin? Twice. Oh, he couldn't even understand the question. It's a simple question. What is your name? I mean, oh dear, making friends all over the world. Anyway, it's a boiling hot day here in Moscow again. And, yeah. uh, and now, yeah, stop yeah, avoiding on. the issue. Stop avoiding it. We asked you to go and buy a larder for our assistant producer, yeah, but you chance, clearly yeah. haven't done it. <laughs> well, no, I've done a chart. I was with Roberto Martinez and yeah, oh, yesterday. name drops keep falling on me head. <laughs> yeah, well, there we go. I was with those two yesterday. Right. Today, I'm, today I'm here. So I, w- I will go and buy a larder, but, you know, I can, I, there is only one of me. There is only oh, one I of me. You're doing, you're doing a great job. Now, I've got, I've got one for you that I think, actually, you will like. The Garage Museum of Contemporary Art, which is... Uh, oh, may... no. No, no, but it's owned by the former wife, recent wife of Roman Abramovich, uh, Dasha Zakova. She, uh, she started this gallery, and you will like... Is it because... Garage 12 in Gorky Park? I don't know. It's called the Garage Museum of Contemporary Art. And they've yeah, got on Garage at the moment 12, yeah. an amazing exhibition of football photographs from the 2014 World Cup. So I know you will like it. And 2000 okay. by the great German photographer Jürgen Teller. He's very known as the extreme photographer, one of the most extreme photographers of our time. Really? So What's think, extreme photography? I've no idea. But that's what it says in this little thing that I've got oh, okay. here. I've Fair tried enough. to sound pretentious like I knew what it was myself. <laughs> but Moose, go and see that at the Garage Museum of Contemporary Art. Take a couple of photos of it yourself and report back to us. I think yeah. that's something you'll like. Yes. Any, any, West, any West Ham pictures in there, do you reckon? I think there is. Well, there a, might be, Ronnie there Boyce be. in the 1964 when he got the winner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there might be. There might be. Okay, Moose, have a good day. So Enjoy, should, uh, should I need to be one more fan? Yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah, go on. Do yes. I, yes, we've got me, time. I don't know what flag. I, I love it. Flag I, there. I love your Vox from Venezuela. Box, You're from Venezuela. Okay, what are you doing here? You're watching Venezuela. the football. <laughs> Venezuela are the World Cup, pal. I know, man, but we are supporting Spain. Spain aren't here either. I know, man, but we found this ticket, so... They found, they found the ticket. They found. They just found the ticket. They found the ticket, and nobody they even like is playing. God, I don't get these people. I really don't get them. <laughs> well, I'm sure, sure they don't get you. No, either. I'm sure they don't. <laughs> yeah. Making friends. That's the moose there in... Uh, yes. I did love your... Uh, your start moment of madness there, Andy, where you said, stop doing Vox Pops, we're not interested in these people. You come to different parts of you're as bad as him. No, but you know, that's not people, isn't it, H&J? I don't care about him. Speaking to people I, from I wanted to know about Valentin. I was so pleased he barked at, he barked at him twice. God, the moose, he's so aggressive. So aggressive. Oh, no. They probably come away thinking that's what all British people are like. He's, he's an ambassador for us in, the, in this environment. Not much of an ambassador. No, he has a pop at them all, doesn't he? No, what can you Good. do? Goodness me.
So there we are. That was uh, this morning's show live from Sochi. We head to Moscow and we're live from Moscow tomorrow from the John Dunn pub. So we will catch up with you in general. Let's say that again, shall I? We will catch up with you then. Enjoy all the football. Small man, five foot yeah, five, isn't well, he? Imagine a lot of dictators are, I think you'll find. Yeah, imagine sort of Mark Noble or Tony Cod. I don't know why I've gone immediately to West Ham. Tony Cod. But yeah, but of that, maybe of that stature. Oh, yeah. But obviously not with all this. Tony Cod, he wasn't not, a dictator. No, well, of course. Well, he, he ran that West Ham dressing room with an iron rod. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he, he probably didn't. Actually. I don't know what I'm talking about. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.